Before we begin, we'll start with our usual announcement. We'll be using sounds from BattleBards. If you go to BattleBards.com, you'll find all sorts of great sound effects you can add to your games, like dragging things across the table. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going! (laughs) You can't make me! Yeah, BattleBards is a great deal. Signing up for a Prime account through BattleBards.com, their website, gives you access to sound effects that you can stream. It gives you access to all sorts of tools. If you use our discount code STACK, you'll get 20% off of a Prime subscription. Before we get started, I want to make sure that everyone is aware of the ways you can contact us. We have a Twitter page using the at StackoDice handle. We're also on Instagram with the same handle. We have an email address, stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We even have a wiki that I use primarily for keeping track of my notes and things. But we also welcome community engagement. If you feel like I've missed something or messed something up, feel free to go in and add articles of things that we've gone over in the game. Bring things up to date. That'd be lovely. We'd love to see you getting involved in that. And if you have not yet submitted a review of our show on iTunes, we'd love for you to stop in and do that too. Reviews help us to become more visible to more people, and we just want to share our story. Let's get started with a question, as we usually do. And we've asked variations on this question in the past, but we'll start with Michael. What are your favorite aspects about Womberbash? I like that he uh, is an open book. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't you you kind of know where you stand with him if with just a few minutes of interaction. If he likes you, you'll know it. If he doesn't like you, you'll sort of sense it. I don't think he's completely to the point where he's just would say something like I don't like you. Um but you could tell by his his demeanor that if he likes you or not. I I kind of like that. That just that simple honesty. Mm-hmm. Um then it, it, at least you know where you stand. So that's right. I, I like it. Anything else? Um maybe his curiosity or I actually like his mysticism. Like, I like him being a mystic. I really enjoy playing this character, or this type of class and stuff. So it, uh, he's just, he's, he's a beast <laughs> in many ways than, than one. And I, I like that. I like that. Meredith, how about Tira? What are your favorite aspects of Tira? Um, I, I like her sort of strange brand of loyalty, you know. um, Really, when we think about it, she's only known these guys for a little while. They're pretty new. She was used to just kind of, well, hang on, I'm all over the place. I'm having to go back and remember where we started at the beginning of this game. I suppose amongst the dwarves, she was the most social as far as coming down into the town mm-hmm. and recommending the dwarves work with the humans down in the in Arden since they were helping us so much after the collapse of the Delve. But she's still a dwarf. She still has that, you know, that kind of clan connection, and now she's been completely separated from all of that. And um, But she's kind of really growing to be very protective of Peter and Bash. Um and has a kind of a gruff loyalty about her, not necessarily a, it's not necessarily a fuzzy, cute loyalty, but she doesn't like anybody messing with him. Yeah, I've seen that. 
Anything else? She's really tough and cool. She's <laughs> <laughs> tougher and cooler than me. <laughs> I don't know. You're making her. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're enjoying playing her. Thane, how about Peter? I think I like Peter because he's a lot like me, but with a mace. <laughs> Sorry, I just... I like Peter because he's like me and I like myself. <laughs> can we I know, by up? the way, I want a mace. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, I like we, myself even better Can we better cut that whole thing out? Sorry. <laughs> I was, no. no. I, I, have, I wasn't really thinking about... All right. I, I kind of like I kind of like his sense of loyalty as well. I mean, his I'm coming with you and his uh, devotion to Visham. I always saw that as his stubbornness. <laughs> yeah, but well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, just the fact that he he sticks with his friends no matter what, uh, no matter where, and his his un his undying uh, faith in Visham and the system of the gods as they are. Um. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun seeing all three of your characters grow from this side of the screen, getting to see you working together. It's always, I think, in my experience, it's always been hardest to get a group together in the first place. And you all made that easy. So I appreciate that. And since then, it's been fun seeing you start to grow. In fact, when we get to our blooper reel after episode 26, one of the sections I've set up in that is we've got each other's back. And I just like seeing how that has come about. It's been a lot of fun to see you all growing. And we'll see more of that in our blooper reel after episode 26. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hello everyone, this is Rhett, the DM of this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the homebrewed world of Vardalon. With me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mom. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. Rhett as the DM. <laughs> in our last episode, the heroes of Arden made their way through the Throat of the Desert, a rocky, maze-like part of the land, on the way to the city of Jama. Although the throat is something of a shelter from the desert's heat, the way was not uneventful. The party ran across a colony of diseased outcasts who had settled in an ancient place dedicated to the memory of the dead. The lives of these hopeless people were forever changed when Peter was able to channel the power of Asham through the combined star stones and heal them all of their degenerative condition. Although Peter fell unconscious immediately after providing this miraculous intervention, the grateful people gathered around him in thanks and gave him the name of, do you remember? Lightbringer, also in Abaid, Min Shafa. Okay, why don't you take inspiration for the episode for remembering that. After more traveling, the friends made it through to the other side of the throat and soon ran into an intriguing figure. She calls herself Sadia, and judging from the way she carries herself, appears to be a woman of some prestige. 
Based on some comments she made, Sadia also seems to consider the ruler of Setharban to be an enemy. Now the heroes find themselves just a stone's throw from the gates of Jama, the moving desert city. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. I am. When we left off with the Level Up episode, Sadia was just sliding down the dune and telling you all to get some rest. And as she straightens herself and dusts herself off, she whispers a quiet command to her two guards that are with her. And they also sit down and begin to prepare themselves for some rest. And she goes back up the dune where she assumes the same position, lying prone on your side of the dune as she peers out across the moonlit desert. Tira, are we expected to fight these people now? I I don't know. I didn't I wasn't expecting a hostile city. I thought we were just gonna go into Jama and like take care of business like that right. we need I I I didn't realize this was gonna be this way. I didn't I didn't think so either. The way Sadia talks about them it's it's a dangerous situation, but I didn't expect that at all. If it comes to a fight, I'm going to... I don't really know what I'm going to do because I don't know much about either side right now, you know. Yeah, I'm not trying to have any enemies. I just want to go in there and figure out what the... What our... What the next step yeah, is. what the next exactly. step is. Exactly. I mean, if it comes to a fight, I'm ready. Hey, <laughs> you're a girl. Why don't you go talk to her and ask her what the deal is? <sighs> You know, <laughs> she kind of gets under my skin. I remember I didn't really like her as long as we met. I thought you did eventually. Well, yeah, I guess, but she just seemed so. <laughs> and I'm kind of curious. Yeah. How do we know, like, what we're looking for? I mean, I know, I know that the poem said the jewels of Edelin, but we haven't really discussed what exactly they are. I thought they were the cities. Perhaps, but like, why exactly are we going to each one? Yeah, well, I mean. Because we're supposed to get the jewels of of those things. <laughs> yeah, we need to re. I think before we we bed down for the night, we should just really discuss what exactly our plans are. I'm trying to remember everything that the stag said to us. It seemed every time we encountered him, it almost seemed like a dream. It's hard to remember. Wait, uh, Peter, the, 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 what was it a poem, basically, yeah. that you copied down in the library? Yes. Seems like that had a lot of, a lot of history. Oh, no, you don't have that, do you? Well, I, I, I don't know where I put the paper, but. I'm pretty I, sure I, I threw You it. lost it? No, pa- Peter has, <laughs> <laughs> Peter has the paper. I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I tossed it. I saw it in a. That's okay. You remember it. Okay. Or if you need details, I can provide the details. I need details. (laughs) What is it you're trying to remember? Everything. (laughs) I remember it was someone either what was what it was what you read or we got a little information from someone. Was it Feverfew or was it someone else? We got some information, I think aside from the poem. Where, you know, the cities themselves were what was considered the jewels of... Right. And, and, and we basically, we were going to go there to figure out what that meant. I, we thought it was knowledge, 
Because, yeah, yeah um, I know. Because like the king was like, "Go find me treasure," and they were like, "We found something better, different than better. treasure." Yeah. Sorry, king. He's like, "It's fine. I love you guys." And so we were gonna go there, figuring out. So, so I, I, I thought we would go and and try to see and find a like a wise man or somebody who who knows the history, uh, some type of a Vedic or something. Yeah, that sounds right. If nothing else, it's a good place to start. Um, I wonder if they have some kind of library. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, I, I could go for a library. As a matter of fact, I'm really excited about libraries. I really, really need to go to the library. <laughs> Above all of the things. I need additional books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you're not going to think of taking more books, are you, Wamper Bash? That's what they're there for. Not exactly. I mean, I'm just borrowing them. Oh. And how do you plan to give them back? Well, when we stop back by. I don't know if we're making it back to those places, Bash. We might. I mean, after we do all this, what exactly are we going to do? I'm do you know I married, hadn't thought of that? And I'm going to have a family. Oh, goodness. <laughs> do you know I hadn't thought of that, Peter? I guess in a way I almost wasn't I mean, even sure if there would be anything after this. Or if we would even make it to the end of this. I will make it to the end. Of course. Yeah. But I don't know. I almost. I there might not be anything for us after this. I think I'll we adopt might... you, Peter. Peter. <laughs> I'll name you Peter Stargazer Benson Mum. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> and he's younger. He's older than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll adopt you, and I'll call you Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Worm? Worm. <laughs> hey, Worm, come here. Okay, so you're going to go talk to her? I suppose. What do you want me to find out? I mean, just like, I mean, we don't really want to fight. Just tell her, like, look, we, we really didn't come here to fight. We, we kind of just want to get into the city and figure out what we need to figure out. I don't know if you should tell her exactly what we're doing, but... Mm, I don't think she just, needs to know our business. Yeah, just try and get a grip on the situation, like, figure out... Why we're staying out here instead of in an inn over there or an intent. But don't there. anger her because we don't want her to like think we're enemies and then she wants to fight us. I don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> I don't want to fight. I'll handle I'll handle any fights that come up, but I, I can I can be civil bash. She can. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Just don't go into a rage. Yell, there's oh, people over there. I see. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Echoes through the valley. Starts an avalanche somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, I'll go talk to her. So I guess I'm gonna crawl over there, or okay. what do you army crawl up the dune to get now, to? Sydney? Yeah. Have you have you doffed anything in in your rest time? Are you still wearing everything that you? I mean, she's not wearing any armor. She's just. I know you're wearing clothes, but are you still wearing all your weapons and attachments and everything? Mm -hmm. No, it's no problem. I'm just curious. Well, maybe I should only take one with me so she doesn't feel like I'm approaching her loaded for bear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so which? What are you taking with you? Well, my axe. Which one? (laughs) Uh, my trusty great axe. I'll okay. My great axe. Here, Bash Peter, hold these. I guess in the interest of not seeming. She throws her axe uh, at you. Oh, well, I, I really didn't <laughs> want to hold anything. I'll t- I'll Do you t- want me to go to talk to her or not? Okay. I pick up the fancy axe. 
Be careful with that. I pick up her ration bag. The uh, <laughs> the the Arbanim soul warriors back away from Peter as he does a couple test swings through the air. Stop it! Just hold it. I am. Ha ha ha! I'm holding it. I'm holding it while I'm moving it. I'll be back in a minute. You get about halfway up and find that Sadia has slid back down, and she looks at you with burning eyes. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> There's no need to take that tone with me. I was just coming to ask your advice about how we should approach the city. She looks taken aback for a moment, as if nobody has spoken like that to her for a long time, if ever. And then after a steady gaze at you, her... I'll call them amber-colored eyes, soften a little bit, and she puts her hand on your wrist and says, come with me, and goes about as silently as one can go on sand, and you feel enormously loud coming after her, Uh, but you make your way down, and at the bottom of the dune, her eyes are back to that fierce look, but it's obvious to you that it's not directed at you. She says, I apologize for my tone. But those people in that city over there make my blood boil. Why? Yesterday, they took my brother. And I must have him back. Why would they take your brother? Where have you come from? I come from Arden. Morga. Morica. Morica. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That's a sign. <laughs> I do not like Morica. But since you arrived here in my country, where were you? Ankar. Ankar. Then you know the slave markets. Yes. There are those who are different from us. They are the first to be taken. But my people, we who live not in fixed cities, and she spits to the side as she says that, we the children of the desert, who are also treated as slaves. And my brother, my brother. Was he taken for the slave trade? Yes, but I fear for his safety, not not as a slave, but they know he is my brother, and that endangers his life more than I would care. I'm sorry, there, I'm, I feel like I'm missing something. Why does it matter that he's your brother? Who are you to them? I am the scorpion of the desert. Tira... Try, kind of fighting that to make a face like and I'm, I guess I'm feeling a little bit I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable that I don't know what she's talking about because clearly that, that's supposed to be impressive to me somehow and I don't know what she's talking about but I can also appreciate you know the slave trade really made me mad and this is her brother that's been taken so I'm not really sure what to do here I feel like I'm almost like I'm pushing my luck continuing to ask her questions. 
I see you have many questions burning inside you. <laughs> what? Genius! <laughs> it's almost like another voice told me. <laughs> Some third-party narration going on here. Sit, sit. And she is speaking loudly enough for all of you to hear. Oh, I thought she had taken me away. You met down at the base, and you've been walking back toward the camp. Oh, okay. And so now um, she's basically sitting there, straight-backed, and looking almost regal in the moonlight. Are we, like, actively listening, or are we dropping eaves? That's up to you. Okay. That's up to you. She is sitting... Basically, I'm imagining the three of you kind of were sitting in somewhat of a circle, as much as a (laughs) three-person circle can be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so she's kind of inserted herself into that. Okay. So you're you're there. Whether or not you choose to listen is up to you. I listen. My family comes from a long line of rulers. I believe you came through the throat of the desert, did you not? We did. That is the last remnant of our kingdom. Hundreds of years ago, an imposter deceived us, overthrew my ancestors and stole this land for themselves. The current Surdan, and she spits again, is a descendant of that imposter race. I desire him dead. And so I organize my people to attack and attack and attack, never straight on. But always when they're moving, we ride at them unawares. We steal things in the night. I sting like the scorpion. Though small, the poison takes its toll. But our numbers dwindle. And now Amesh has been taken in one of these raids. And I must rescue him. It would be a fate worse than death for him to stay with them any longer. What what are the odds of us getting into the into the city? Just us three without having any issue? It would require the proper paperwork. I know nothing of these things. I have the paperwork. And I pull out the paper that has Heroes of Arden on it. You have your passport, effectively. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you pull it out or do you just mention it? I mention it. Her eyes grow wide when you say that uh, why don't why don't we go in there and take a look at what's going on i think if you were to even approach they would they would throw up some type of defense why don't we kind of go in on your behalf sort of like spies we might be able to find and free your brother without a full-on assault and maybe we can report would- back to you what what we see and what we find if you try and attack again, you put your, your brother in even more danger. This is true. You speak wisdom. She mulls your words for some time. And at one point she even gets up and walks back and forth. You can see her with her arms folded and she's just pacing. Is she beautiful? She is. I'm going to the library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Knee-jerk, knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> After about a minute of her deliberation, she comes back and her eyes have that fire in them again. What you propose is wise. That you would do this for me 
means more than riches could repay. I don't know how much riches. <laughs> I can imagine a lot. Yeah, I can. <laughs> okay. I didn't really. No, of course not. <laughs> so I'm Mrs. Folk they, Hero. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, for chaotic folk neutral hero. character. Yeah. yeah. Give me, give me. So I'm guessing at first light, maybe we should we should head over the head over the dune and maybe maybe head on in and see if we can get in. I do not know what the circumstances of your departure from the city will be, but you may find me here. And she points behind her back toward the throat, where the shadowy recesses of the of the canyons beckon and if you are in haste upon your leaving we have transportation by the way where are Fishon and his wife they are back toward the throat okay uh, they seem to be they're a good distance away but they seem like they're perhaps making preparations to leave. They're, they're not leaving yet, but now that he's delivered you to Jama, like he said, mm-hmm. um, that his part of the job is done. So um, I imagine his wife will be on one camel, he'll be on the other, each towing a camel. Yes. Do you, th- do you think we should maybe ask if we could get those camels? Uh, it might make us look a little bit more, like us walking up to the city is going to look odd. Like we didn't walk this entire way. I think maybe we should try to take those camels. And if he tries to say no, let's politely remind him that he has his wife because of us. Mm-hmm. I can, I'll do the talking. Okay. Fine. So I uh, go over and I... Um... You can hear soft talking as you approach and they, again, they're just staring at each other with wonder. I just kind of approach, wait for a little bit out of respect and I just go... <coughs> Yo, Fashan! <laughs> Yo, my <laughs> man! <Duh>. What up? <laughs> Fashan looks over. So, uh, we were wondering if we could hold on to three of these camels, um, mm. because it, w- it would look strange for us to enter the city on our feet, because we it, it's difficult, if not suspicious, for three people to have crossed the desert on foot to make it to the city. He grunts. This is good flesh. It would cost much. You wanted you wanted to go. (laughs) Sixty gold pieces for the three. I don't want to rub in the fact that I am the reason why he has his wife because I would just be rude. You, you, you said not. I'll do the talking because you said I'll remind him that I gave him the wife. No, I didn't say I run. I, I was expecting he would you know, just remember. Michael, Michael you know. said that. Oh. That's Wumberbash's fault. Hey, Wumberbash. I'm going to see people again. Just do it. <laughs> Wumberbash, you're the more blunt one. Can you? Are you motioning me to come over? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so are we going to be able to get these camels? Uh. Well, it would be 60 gold each. Or 60 gold for all of them. <laughs> Don't put words in his mouth, goodness. <laughs> 60 gold for all of them. No, 60 gold each sounds great. No. Peter's <laughs> always jacking us up. <laughs> we should have known not to send this guy. <laughs> Peter will never represent us again. <laughs> Wait a minute. I- I'm sorry. Frashan, you're going to charge us for these these camels even though you got your wife back? <laughs> 
I had to pay to borrow them. So these aren't your camels? These are not my camels. Okay, hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> Tira, hey, I Tira. Run, I run over Tira. Hey, Tira, like, he, he's trying to charge us, like, like 30 gold for the, for the, um, for the um, camels. But the thing is, is I think we should maybe give it to him because he has his wife now, and they're actually not even his camels. He's, like, sort of borrowed them for us. We, we sort of have the money, I think, too. How do we know that he had to borrow the camels? Because he said so. Yeah, he said. He said so. that at the beginning, also. Oh. Beginning and of the all trip. the while, I'm just kind of. Don't you standing. remember? <laughs> all, all the while, I'm kind of. Course of course, I do because I totally listen to these things. I mean, he'll, he'll need to start his new life too, maybe with his wife. And all the while, I'm just kind of standing here, right next to them, just kind of digging <laughs> my toe in the sand. Mm. <laughs> nice guy. What do you think? I think sixty gold is a lot for. He said 30. It was 30. You said 60. I said 60. He told you 30. I don't know why, but he told you yeah, 30. Yeah, why did you say 30? Just let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, there's a lot going so, on. So what do you think? The 30, do you think 30 is enough? I think 30 is plenty. Okay. 10 gold per camel? You said three, right? Yeah. I guess so. Okay. All right, and I run back over. Hey, Fashan, like Tira said, we can only give you 10 gold per, per camel. So that's 30. Sneaky. His face looks dejected. Trying to guilt us into stuff all the time. I mean, it's, I mean th- like, it, does a camel really traditionally cost more than 10 gold each? Why don't you roll a persuasion check? Yeah, because I do have that bad boy colored in. <laughs> Can I have a luck point? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to roll worse this time. Oh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> same. It's the same. These stupid dice. <laughs> okay, so we do need to get you some birthday yeah, dice. So it's, um, what is this? This plus what? Oh, yeah. Charisma and your proficiency. Nine. <laughs> he tells you. Nine. <laughs> I don't speak German. It's Vontider. <laughs> it must be 60, I'm afraid. How much did you borrow these camels for? I mean, for? They cost me 25 gold each. Well, if I knew how to do math. Okay. <laughs> All right, I tell you what, I'll go ahead and give you the 60. I reach back in my masters pa- of <laughs> negotiation. Yeah, when two idiots negotiate. <laughs> so sixty gold. Yeah, Alright, Fashan, here's sixty gold. We hear the sad music playing in the background. <laughs> okay. Can I get a, at least a kiss from your wife? <laughs> And that's when I go, no, no, no. I, 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 I literally, I literally feel, take... You feel a delicate smooch on your cheek. Are you serious? And look over to see the camel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's Nuzzling tongue. you. <laughs> I'll never wash my cheek again. Can I at least get a kiss from your Yeah. I, I, I take... I take Wabash by the shoulders and gent- looking gently but really forcefully kind of lead him away <laughs> along with the three camels. Okay. 
So you have three camels, and they make their way toward the dune. We have mounts that are officially ours now. How much? How much time is it till day? I'm going to say about three hours, four hours. How long have we been here? You arrive. You've been here outside of the throat for maybe an hour. Oh, okay. So if we go to sleep now, that'll yeah. count as a short rest. Yeah, and that, I'm just giving you the sun up time, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you don't have to be up and moving by the time. That's the sun true. Comes That's out. true. Yeah. Well, so we want to look you like get common the travelers. We don't want to be, you know, storming the gates at the crack of dawn. Right. So you will be given the full effect of a long okay. rest. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should go to sleep. All right. All right. Is there anything else you want to do? Any? Think I know we covered a lot in the. Yeah. Level up episode. Yeah, and that's great. I like conversation between the players because that helps to bring things to life. No one wants to hear me all the time. No one. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to lay out my bedroll, recite my prayers from the green book, and then I'm going to go to sleep. And you've also taken off your armor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's just become. I've gotten all my stuff back from these two guys. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that. Give me my stuff back. (laughs) I actually kind of give up the axe. Almost regretfully, because I've been kind of looking at the little inset star stones. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You and your green eye. Let's go with that. So you hand the axe over, and it's you can see his hand lingering on the handle as he gives it to you. That little Bilbo flash in his eyes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kind of... Maybe even hmm. subconsciously set my bedroom a little farther away from everyone else than usual. Great. Okay, and so the night passes. You are at full spell slots, side points, hit points, everything. And that includes anything you got hit point-wise for your new level. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, you have inspiration, Peter. I do. Yeah. I don't have any... Well, you have <laughs> magic. You have magic, cool new dice. So yes, that's true. That consistently roll threes. Yeah. Eek. I really need to th- roll a three this time. What should I do? Twenty. What? <laughs> All right. You awaken. Sadia has squatted down beside you, and she's just giving you a gentle shake on your shoulder, Tira. Mm-hmm. And she's apparently just done that to both Wamberbash and Peter also because they're sitting up. Their hair is sticking up on one side and <laughs> all that good I, I stuff. I actually kind of like rolled over out of my bedroom onto the sand. And so just as I woke up, so now my face is just coated. Just two it's... more degrees on the sun, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is a minute? Yeah, it's already getting warm. It must be about 80 degrees and you feel hot already because the temperature just jumped in about one hour by 20 degrees. So it's already starting to heat up. And Sadia's flowing. They're they're not robes, but it's like a very light, almost linen tunic. And it's got long sleeves, but any breeze that blows through the air seems to just go right up the sleeve and keep her cool underneath. You kind of find yourself being a little bit jealous about (laughs) about Me especially, my scale. Yes, yeah, you especially. All right, is there any other preparations you want to make before you approach the city? Well, uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and eat breakfast. Yeah, I'm going to eat something, but... Yeah. I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to recite my morning prayers and get on my camel. Okay, same, same. Mm-hmm. All right, 
you all mount your camels, and they rise to their feet, and you make your way east along this great dune. And then as you reach the gentle sloping end of the dune, you look to your left and you can see the city lying ahead. You can see the, uh, the beaten track where all the livestock passed last night. And up ahead, mm, about a quarter mile distant, that's about what it was, uh, you see an opening where the main gate into the city of Jama lies. As I spur Bless on my you. camel. Yeah. Thank you. He learned from Fashan. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, I have to keep reminding myself that I'm not playing me. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Tira. But considering that we're, we're trying to pass off as just common travelers, she's not going to want to necessarily just go storming in there heedlessly. But I'm thinking... We need, we need to decide how we're going to approach this, what we're going to say to the guards when we get to the gate. That, was, <laughs> oh, that was kind of what I wanted you to be looking at when you were back in camp. But, I mean, if you want to practice it right. now that you're approaching, I'll say maybe you have, unless you slow down drastically, you have Yeah, about hold up a, there, Peter. Hold on. Okay. I'm just I'm walking also, along. Okay. Before we get within earshot of the guards, I'm also going to ask, how, how do we even know where this Amesh is being held? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. After Got any prisoners here? Where, where would they be held? After, yeah, <laughs> they're not Mennonites. They're Amish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, is um, I think we should act like, because, I mean, unless we know this town is here, it, it's sort of odd that, you know, we wouldn't really know the town, right? That, and the, that it's here. It moves. So yeah, I think we should, they, we should act as though we happen, happenstance upon it. Okay. Well, you do know from your journey and in talking to Fashan, this is not a one-time thing. This has been okay. going on for okay. years and years and years, hundreds of years. Yeah, I mean, Fashan said he goes there like every day. Yes, as long as it's in this region. So he does a lot of trading okay. back and forth. So it's it's not uncommon for locals to visit the, the great city, at least to see it, if not to be in it. So you, right, so you don't need to do take on any subterfuge or anything to get in. Well, we just need to, I suppose, try and blend in as... Um, as pe- how are we, they're going to know immediately that we're from Moriga. Yeah. We don't sound or look anything like these people. I haven't, yeah. seen, a, I haven't seen another dwarf for days. <laughs> they're going to know we're not from here. Right, not to mention our, our paper is from Moriga anyway that has the heroes of... It's from Ankar. Sorry. It's from Ankar. Uh, Ankar. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, now that they're closer to the coast, you know, to, to Ankar and all those cities, they should be used, at least in, at this part of the rotation, for people from... Moriga to maybe come over because they come to Ankar and then maybe over to Jama for business or whatever. I suppose so. Well, I mean, let's just be truthful then. Just tell the truth. We'll, we'll head up there and when they say stop, halt, who goes there? We're like, look, we're travelers. We're trying to, you know, get some some knowledge. Knowledge about what? Knowledge about our business. Find <laughs> your own or whatever. Just you know, they don't have to know that we had any interaction with uh, the the scorpion of the desert. That's true. And we definitely should not mention her. But then that leads me to this. How are we going to locate Amish? Once, once we're in the city, let's say we're in the market to buy a slave. I can't say that. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, there, there is that big old tent that was put up in the middle. We should start at least there. Or trying to get in there. You know we're really not going to get a slave. We're just trying to find them, so. I know. 
I should do it. I'm, I'm the one who's like in the most. I don't know. You might say, hey, we're in the market to buy uh, slaves for 3,000 gold pieces each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really, really smooth with, with uh, just... Fashon and his wife back there, Peter. <laughs> I was just saying, we have a dwarf who's just in regular clothes. We've got a guy in furs, and I'm like a clean-cut man in armor. I should. I, I look, at the very least, I think, like some kind of taskmaster. You sound way too proud of that, Peter. I begrudge the fact that I look like some kind of taskmaster. <laughs> I master. look like some kind of taskmaster. <laughs> some like kind of YouTube slaver. peasants. <coughs> I'm just All saying. All right, one of you can say it. I will stand back. If I get close to those people, I'm going to wring their necks. Rock, paper, scissors, bash. Ugh. <sighs> I don't understand what that means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's a game that I learned. Uh, Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go then. All right. You approach the gate, and as you get within 50 yards, you can see that guards are, they've been posted. You've seen that from further back. But as you approach, you can see one of them steps forward with his hand raised. I'm, I've already got my, um, my passport out. Okay. And as we draw close, I uh, halt my camel, and I hand him the paper. They wear interesting helmets. They, the helmet itself comes down to just where the cheekbone is, and there are two little eye holes in the helmet, and it's a conical helmet. And then from that point down, it's chain. Uh, so it's light, yet still protective. And through the chain, you can hear a muffled voice say something in a couple different languages. And then finally, you hear, what is the purpose of your visit? We're on uh, business. What is the purpose of your visit? You're on a business. Why did we send this guy? I don't know! <laughs> well, you're all three there, right? I oh. know, but we let him do the talking. You guys didn't... You guys agreed on letting me talk? We can't fucking front of him. Stop it. Oh, sorry. Um... <clears throat> Slave business. <laughs> Come on, man! I don't have much knowledge when it then comes... Then why do you keep volunteering to be our front man for everything? Because I want to get the knowledge. <sighs> there are other ways. Yeah. You can learn by observing. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. May I see your papers? I've already... Hold, I'm already holding it out to him. Okay. He takes them, gives them a good long glance... And then seems to scan you. you. You can't really make out his eyes under the helmet, but you can see him looking at all three of you, taking stock almost of your weapons, your armaments, and so forth, the state of your camels. It really looks like he's trying to make sure that you are truly who you say you are. He almost reluctantly hands the paper back to you, Peter, and then says something in his language, and the guards part, allowing you entrance into the city can't believe that worked. You enter the city's inner court and find yourselves on a broad plain of sand inside the surrounding disks. As we noted last time, atop each of these platforms is a tent with an entrance facing into the court. And now that they've settled into their places, wooden stairs have been fastened into place. These stairs are elaborately carved and rise to each platform. And of course, as I mentioned last time, there are bridges also connecting each of the discs. Here and there, you see small knots of figures moving around. In each case, um, 
someone in the group is carrying a metal rod at his waist. As you approach one of the groups, you can see one of them is clearly an Arbani, someone from this country. As your eyes adjust to what they're seeing, you see he's with a small band of the same lizard people you saw in Ankar. At your approach, the Arbani says something softly, the work detail halts, and the towering lizard people all stand straight with hands folded in front of them and heads down deferentially. Because you're as close as you are, you notice that each one seems to have had two prominent teeth removed, likely as a sign of enforced servitude. They remain like this until you pass, when, with another quiet command, the group heads on its way. During your trip across this open court area, of course there's the giant tent in the middle, so you're working around that, you pass several such groups, all apparently headed to another part of the city to take care of the last lingering details of setting up. Some groups contain more of these lizard people, some contain the horned people that you also saw in the fighting pit. You notice with a shock as you pass one of these latter that it appears they are supposed to have tails, but these too seem to have been removed as a sign of their status as slaves. Eventually your camels make it to a point where you, it looks like it might be an inn. Maybe the smell of food wafting out of it or something on the sign that catches your eye. You, you know that this is a place of rest. Does it look like we can safely tie up our camels here and not lose them or have them stolen? Yes. Okay. There's enough guard activity and so forth within this central area that it doesn't feel like anything would be endangered by leaving it out like that. Then I do so. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't like this place. It just seems like the whole purpose is like having these creatures enslaved. Did you see what they did to them? They're missing teeth. They're missing... I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to walk into the inn. Okay. You head up the elaborately carved staircase. Each of the tents look the same on the outside. They all look like a canvas, very tough material that forms the sides and the top of each tent. But as soon as you walk in, it's a, it's a stark difference. First of all, the sound, you didn't think there was much sound outside, but you notice as soon as you step in that the velvety walls of the much richer color blue inside seems to soak up any of the breeze blowing outside or the sound of voices or any of that. The canvas roof is still visible to allow light to pass through it. But other than that, um, it's just a, a different world in here. It's that dark midnight blue of the walls. And you can see when you first walk in, you're in something of a lobby, but they've used carefully built frameworks to, uh, to hang more cloth to form little compartments. I'm going to head over to a place that seems to be set up on the floor with pillows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down there and I'm going to wave somebody to come over to me. I'm going to say, excuse me, sir, can, can I have some cha, please? Cha, yes. <laughs> so you're sitting cross-legged on the floor on the, the divan. And uh, after a moment, you're, I guess you're all still waiting outside, Peter I'm, and Tira. Well, I kind of see, uh, I, I see Wumberbash go in and sit down. And I kind of follow suit. Yeah, I assume we all walk in together. Okay. I guess I wasn't listening to your description very well. Sorry. But no, that's no problem. Uh, this tent is a little unusual compared to the others that are facing into the court because the entrance to this one is wider, uh, allowing it to be almost like a, a veranda out front. So you can see 
Wamberbash sitting down from down below, but obviously you went with him. Yeah. Uh, but it's made to feel maybe a little more open and inviting than the other tents. So after a moment, the host comes over carrying a tiny cup and he sets it down and you have your cha. Mm. And you would think that the heat of the day outside would not make hot tea feel good, but it does. This, this, this tastes like it has mint in it. Yes. This is excellent. This is excellent. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not, fr- I'm not from around here. I, I noticed. Really? I, <laughs> I, 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 I noticed there's like. Um, I noticed your license plates. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> like these, these um, lizard, lizard creatures. What, 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 are, what are they called? Sham. Sham? Yes, you speak of the sham. Okay. And um, I noticed these other ones that are like red and, and purple and they have like huge, huge horns. What are they called? Sikash. If, if I, if I, 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 are they, are they workers? Are they like manual labor? Uh, yes. Uh, what if I wanted to, to, to purchase some? Where would I go? Who would oh, I see? You want to purchase? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he beckons and two lizard people come from, they were pressed up against the wall waiting to attend to somebody, but at his silent signal, they step over. They're wearing what appears to be the livery of this inn. And again, as soon as they come to a stop at your seating area, they fold their hands in front of them and point, put their heads down. Oh, oh, I, I, you're offering me these? We have these, and uh, there's, a, there's another place you can go, but why bother? You are here. I mean, do you have any... Uh, I'm not familiar with how to, how to take care of these, these type. Oh, do you have any uh, more like human... Oh, they come, they go, they live, they die. What, what about Tira more human? is like seething and tr- she is really I, fighting not to, not to speak I, up. I kind of subtly put my hand on like Tira's hand or shoulder or something. I just kind of like whisper peace. Do you have, do you have more like human? Uh, do they have any human, human workers? Uh, not as good. They're not as good? No. They die too easy. I just, I wonder if peace. I take them back to where peace. I come from if... If it would be wise, maybe I should maybe do Where are more. you from? I'm from far, far away. It's a place called Arden. Mm, We're in Moriga. Moriga. It's cold there. Yes, yes. And I'm not really sure. I, I know a little bit about lizards, and I'm not really sure it'll be good for, for, for these type. I, I'm looking more for humans. He shakes his head like he's thinking about something. Eh... Probably good. If they die, not expensive. Okay. I guess I was set more on, on humans, I guess, when I came in. That, that's fine. How much for the chai? First cup is free. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. He smiles and a gold tooth glints at you. Peace. Beautiful lady, may I help you? Oh, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Just uh, stomach Are you issues. Serious? No, 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 no. Before she can speak, I say stomach issues. The uh, journey was a bit rough on her. She's not used Germany to riding. Journey was rough on me. <laughs> journey was a bit rough on her. She's not used to riding camels. Ah, camels. Yeah, I understand. And he actually, goes back. Actually, um, can I can I can I talk with uh, uh, these two workers? 
Do they speak? No. And his face goes a little bit hard as he says that. Mm-hmm. And while he says that, he waves behind him and the two step back away from you. How, how, do, you, how do you talk to them or communicate if they don't speak? They learn to listen. I see. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. As all good slaves should. Peace. I agree. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's about to burn down the end. Tira goes into a rage. <laughs> Real. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> they will learn. They will no. learn eventually. They are not learning anything. Hey, you yeah. guys should try some of this cha. He moves on. Character stupid cha. <laughs> he moves on to another table or. or Whatever. Well, I, for whatever reason, he did not want to give me any information about the human slaves. Mm. How are we going to find out where Amesh is? Hang on. Before we go on, we did I hear you say Amesh? <laughs> <laughs> He's right over here. I will kill you. <laughs> Before we move on, I know we tend to kind of forget notable things, and I don't know if we will forget this one, but I do want to make sure that we remember Bash's subtle, you know, clever attempt to get more information on Amesh's whereabouts. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Uh, maybe we should just try another inn or something or somebody else. We need to ask specifically for humans to try to figure out where he is. Or at least where we could find some and maybe they might know. And this time, let's not let me talk. <laughs> because I know you it's... Let me at the I will find what we want to know. and I will... No, Tira. We cannot right, well, let you talk. I'm done with my chai. It was fantastic, by the way. Um, we should maybe go. Yes, get me out of here. If I stick one Quick. foot by that man again, his head's coming off. As you come back down towards your camels, the one of the guards has taken up a position there at the base of the stairs, and as you come down, he says, Are you the ones from Moriga? Yes, sir. Why do you want to know? If you are here on business, there is a place you must stay, not here. This is for Arbanim. What? Uh, oh, okay. Why can't we stay here? It is not how it is done. We have a place for diplomats and business people. Follow okay. me. Okay. Right. Show peace, us the way, please. <laughs> Okay, you undo your camel's tethers from their hitching posts and they follow behind you. And you make your way across the sand toward not quite directly opposite. I guess if you were at about the 10 o'clock position, you're now moving more toward the 4 o'clock position. And there is another one of these large tents set up on one of the discs. And Inside, looking through the entrance, and uh, you can see a, a deep maroon fabric hanging down inside the canvas. You will find a place to stay here. Thank you. Thank you. Tira's about out of social graces. She's feeling super distrustful of these people right now. <laughs> right now. What's the difference between this place and the other place? We don't know yet, I guess. Let's walk inside and find yeah. out. They have a thing about keeping people separate here. It's like, oh, this, is, this one's for Albanians or whatever they're called. Albanians. And the human <laughs> slaves are too fragile and... 
peace I, I, I head over to my nice pillowy area Enough in this place. Peace. Okay, you make your way up the stairs and into this tent. And again, there's a lobby set up inside. The doorway is a lot more closed, a lot less open than the inn was. And so the effect is more dramatic when you walk in. Your eyes take a moment to adjust. And it feels almost cool inside. Even though the sun is still pouring down on top of the canvas, it feels quite a bit better in here. And you can almost make out what sounds like a fountain flowing, which is bizarre. But the, uh, the effect is one of calm and peace. And there is a table set up here. And there's a very Morrigan-looking man at the table. He looks up when you walk in and he says, Hello, uh, may I help you? Uh, yes, actually. Um, is, can, we, can we get a room here? Or? Absolutely. Uh, may I just see your paperwork to verify it? Here you go. Did you just snap your fingers? <laughs> no, that, that, those click together. He cocked his pistol. <laughs> I, I, have, I have very... Get the bags, Tira. <laughs> <laughs> I have clicky papers. Yes, yeah. uh, he takes a look. Oh, yes, perfect. Uh, then you're in the right place. Uh, if you will go down this hallway, and he, he gives you the directions back to a sleeping compartment for the three of you. Um, do, do, you, do, you live, do you live here in this city? I travel with the city, yes. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. Is there a reason why we're separated? Like, because we went to another inn, and, and the guard told us we had to stay here instead. Yeah, what's up with that? Oh, Tira. Hello. Uh, I've not seen a dwarf in many years. Uh, sorry, it must have been a long trip. Uh, sir, um, the, the reason they do that is... Purely for administrative purposes, first of all, it's to help keep track of where everyone is. So each night I have to come through and take a head count to make sure that everyone's accounted for. Uh, the Surdan is, well, actually his vizier is very particular about these things. And it honestly does make things a little bit easier. But yeah, I, I can see why it would be a little off-putting at first. Um, I, I, I noticed that there's a lot of um, slaves here. Um, yes. And I asked, I've never seen some of them. I, I, I saw a, a, really? a, a Shem and a, and a Sakash. Oh, yeah, Shem and Sakash. Um, yeah, they're, believe it or not, they're becoming more popular in Moriga. As slaves? What? Oh, yeah, remember that's where we were when they were. We were no. still in Moriga? No, you were in Ankar when you first oh, yeah. saw yeah, them. We what, were... Why do I keep forgetting about Ankar? Well, <laughs> actually, I mean, if you really want to talk slaves, uh, you can talk to. Mr. Nettleford Perkins, he's here from Moriga. He's here to represent Moriga for another shipment. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, where, where is he? Uh, he gives you more directions. Okay. He's here. His sleeping quarters are here in this tent. The information he gives you makes it apparent that there are about 10 separate sleeping compartments in this tent. Okay. I mean, can we just walk up and, and announce ourselves? Or is he, uh, is he ready to receive us? I... He may not be in right now. I think I saw him step out. Uh, if, if we wanted to get some of these slaves, is there a process or? Yeah, you have to attend the auction. Uh, most oh, of we've the... been to an auction. Oh, good, good. No, well, it wasn't good. Tira. It was horrifying. Tira. Not right now. It, it, and, you know, I, we, only, we only saw uh, Shem and Sakash's, I, I guess. Are there human ones as well? Or? There are. They're not as common. They, they don't last as well in the desert. Um, or at least, I don't know. 
I don't really get into this whole slavery thing, but... Oh, well, good for you. Tira. Hey, do you have that pan? Um, Can you that please... Pan? <laughs> that, 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 I, do, that, I do have that. a mess kit, which I assume has a pan. Could I knock out Tira? <laughs> no, no. I was joking. Hey, Tira, can I see you outside the city really quickly? Outside the city? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a... All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna head over to. Do we? Do we each get three tents of our own? How much is this gonna cost? Oh, if you're if you have your proper paperwork, it's only two gold a night. Oh, okay, nice. And it's just the one sleeping chamber, but it, oh. there's enough room. Okay, okay. You may want to check the receiving room at the grand tent. Uh, that's probably where Mister Nettleford Perkins is right now. Okay. Nettleford Perkins. <laughs> All right, so um, all right. Listen, I think um, I think we should head over to this uh, main tent, yeah, and and find Nettleford. Makes sense. Thank you for your time, sir. Uh, You're welcome. I expect to see you later. Yes, and the Sodan and his family are supposed to be here before noon today. So any any moving around you want to do, you might want to get done early, because once the family gets here, it's there's a curfew. Not a curfew. No, it's um. More of a procession. Okay. Everyone has to be present to show their respects to the Sirdan and his family. Mm. Okay. All right, so um, I'm going to head out toward this main tent area. Mm-hmm. Can I get there by a, via bridge, or do I have to actually get out of this area to go on the ground level and go there? There are no bridges that connect to the grand tent. Okay. So you would need to go down to the ground level. Okay. Am I smelling any spices or meats? You are smelling way? cooking. Yes, it's okay. kind of the lingering remnants of breakfast and the beginnings of lunch. Ooh, I can't wait for the lunch. I'm looking for more of like a a shisha kebab or something <laughs> along those lines. Sham kebab, sakash yeah, yeah. kebab. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> I like the green sham kebab. <laughs> All right, that was so um. Tira. How long does it take mm-hmm. us to get to the grand tent? Again, right, it's a cool. large enclosure, and you have to go around. The uh, The entrance to the grand tent is facing south. And so, yeah, 30 seconds okay. to a minute. All right, I get to the tent. I'm going to okay. walk on up in there. Okay, you approach, and again, you're asked for your papers. I show the papers. The guard at the door, which is a beautifully worked piece of cloth with this ornate design on it, he pulls it aside, and another guard walks in front of you and one behind you and escorts you down a short pathway. Inside, the entire ground has been covered with carpeting also, so there's no sand showing inside the tent whatsoever. You take a few steps in and then turn to the right, and inside another small room, you see plush seats, and there's a little ewer, a little silver pitcher that has condensation on the outside and uh, little silver cups. Everything in here is made for the comfort of the people who are here to await an audience with the Surdan. Hey, uh, uh, excuse me, um, guard. Um, we're looking for Nettleford Perkins. Who wants to know who I am? Oh. oh. There's a figure you didn't see when you first walked yeah. in. He was sitting immediately to your right as you walk, you were looking into the room, but he was off to your right. A distinguished-looking man, I'm imagining a young Carrie Elwes here, yes. with a mustache, stands up, and he 
looks at you, the three of you, and he, the guards almost look at him deferentially, and he just kind of gives a little dismissive wave, and they head back out. Who are you, and why do you know my name? Oh, uh, hi, Mr. Perkins. We're, we're, we're travelers. That's Nettleford Perkins, thank you. Oh, yeah, Mr. Perkins. Um, what, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a mouthful. I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Nettleford Perkins. Um, what, we, we, we were travelers from a long way, and, and there was a guy at the inn who said that if we had some business to come see you. Who are you? We are the heroes of Arden. Okay, Peter turns into a game show host for a second there. And cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. And quite honestly, I really don't care to know. Well, you're the one who asked. uh... (laughs) Dude! (laughs) (laughs) You asked me, I mean, we're, we're, we, we were in, interested in maybe purchasing some slaves and we were told to come see you. Is that the wrong thing or should we go see someone else? I don't know why someone would direct you to me. I'm here to negotiate a, a slave shipment to Moraga, but... Oh, yeah. Why would someone direct us to you when we're looking for slaves and you're here to negotiate a slave shipment to I'm Moraga? Buying why would we country. look for you? Oh, I see. Um, do, you, do you deal Guards. with... Guards! Let me at him. Nope. <laughs> Nope, no. Nope. Guards. Nope. And you hear a motion outside. Please escort this rabble Can I, like, out of the room. Kind of break free of the grip and, yes. and, and step forward to this guy. Yeah. Alright. I am Tira Ironstag of the Ironstag Delve Arden. And I need some answers. And you're gonna give them to me. Go ahead and do a intimidation, intimidation check. Yeah. Because yeah. let me see here. Yeah, I have a, I have a thing on that. <laughs> Not persuasion, but intimidation. That's All right, nice. come on, babies. Here we go. First official roll with the new red metal dice. Birthday dice. Birthday dice. Get away from the paper. Here we go. Eight. Plus four. Plus two. Plus, yeah, so 12. He raises one eyebrow and uses his height, which is just over six feet tall, to advantage as he just looks down his nose at you. Please, this rabble does not belong in here. I have real business with the Sordan, and I don't wish to be disturbed. The Sordan's a fake anyway. <laughs> oh, Are you no. really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're... Tira. Hey, listen, Peter. I'm sorry, Tira. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, trying to get us killed? <laughs> Tira, do you really say that out loud? <sighs> do you? You said that internally, right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Yes, no. Listen, I'm sorry, Mr. Nettleford yeah. Perkins. Uh, why are you so? Why are you so pompous? Uh, we're, we're not. We're not trying to. <laughs> we're not. We're not trying to. Why to, are you to, such to, a jerk? <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? Uh, we're just trying to have a conversation, a nice civil conversation. I believe a civil conversation would require civility. I am here representing the national interests of the country from which I hail, a country I have great pride in, and I honestly don't appreciate being impugned in this way. All we did was ask you, we, all my friend here said was, we have an interest in the slave trade, and we were told by the owner of the inn at which you and we are both staying that you were here on that business. I don't think this is, that's an unreasonable question. Do you feel impugned by having someone point out that you are here for the slave trade? No. I feel impugned 
or rather contempt for the way in which it was expressed to me. Well, look, I, I apologize. Um, is there any way we can uh, start over again with this conversation? Yes, you can sit over there. And he points to the opposite end of the room. And leave me to take care of the important work. And he sits down without looking at you anymore, and he goes back to some paperwork that he was looking over. I turn back to Bash. Let me hit him. I'm a, let's go. Let let's me go, hit him. Let's go over to the corner over there let's and sit down. Let's at least wanna, go. Let's at least let look and, and watch and see what happens. Maybe. <sighs> Tell you what's gonna happen. He's gonna get his fancy pants business done. He's gonna buy himself a hundred people to mutilate and, and, and exploit, and he's going to leave us sitting here and get out of here. But maybe they're going to parade those people or those slaves in, or maybe at least a sample. We might be able to see if they're human or not. We might be give them a little bit more information. Then we can just follow. That's well-reasoned. Okay, so we go over, and I guess, and sit down. Mm-hmm. Can we get some service in here, like some, some food and some drink, or is this strictly a place of business, like the business center? <laughs> there is the pitcher of water. Yeah, let's have okay. pitcher of water. And that's about the only refreshment here. Okay. There, there are some delicacies arranged on the same tray. Oh. On a, it's almost like a little salver on top of the tray, so it's not affected by the moisture coming off of the pitcher. And they appear to be sugar dates and other things like that. Sugar dates and beets. Sugar <laughs> dates and pistachios. <laughs> All right, um, I'll take the sugared beets and pistachios <laughs> and the dates, <laughs> and I'll sit down and pour myself some water. You're just grabbing the whole plate? <laughs> yeah, he's like, come on, let's go over. <laughs> he grabs a pitcher in one hand and the plate in the other and just goes and sits down. Tier goes over to the and other. And I just sit. <laughs> now, who else is in here besides us? That's it. Okay, so it's us and um, Smarty Pants. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Smarty Pants Perkins. All right. So, uh... His name is Parsifal, by the way. Parcival. Parsifal, noteworthy pumpkin Nettleford Perkins. <laughs> I'm Parsifal, noteworthy pumpkin. <laughs> okay. And it's a hyphenated last name. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the Nettleford Perkinses are a, a well-respected family in Moriga. Hoity toity. Not by Tira. <laughs> Highly inbred. <laughs> Mr. Parsifal hoity toity. <laughs> okay. Time passes, and after another, I don't know, hour of just sitting there, feeling the sand outside the tent shifting, (laughs) (laughs) you sense at first, rather than hear, that a person is standing in the doorway. He is obviously slender and probably about as tall as Mr. Nettleford. Nettleford Perkins. That's a hard name for me to say. (laughs) You made it up. I did. Why did I do it? (laughs) He wears a flowing black gown that drapes over him. It's tailored, so it looks well-fitted. But he has a very severe, not quite gaunt, but very angular face and dark skin and dark black hair. And he looks into the room, looks over to Mr. Nettleford Perkins and says... The Sordan will be here shortly. Please prepare yourselves accordingly. And then he turns and almost glides away from the door back out into the grand tent. All right, so I'm observing uh, Parsifal to see what he's doing. He stands up and he pulls at the bottom of his tunic to make it as respectable looking as possible after sitting. 
He gives himself a quick glance and even pulls out a little pocket mirror and gives himself a look. Seeming satisfied, he clicks it shut, slides it back into a pocket somewhere, tucks his paper ever so carefully under his arm, and leaves the room. Doesn't even give you a glance. I'm going to do the same. Uh, it's going to be kind of difficult because I'm tugging at chain at scale mill, then a cloth tunic. Um, and your mirror is broken. My mirror is broke. I don't have a mirror. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to take the water and pour it a little bit on my hair and sort of slick it back and uh-huh. put it into a ponytail with my piece of leather strand. Gotcha. And I'm going to take some of the water and push it on, I put it on my face and kind of wipe it on my my uh, garments just to kind of take some sand or dirt off my face and make myself a little bit more presentable. Okay. You so. now have streaks running down your cheek from the dust. <laughs> How do I look, Tira? <laughs> You've been crying. Ridiculous. Your makeup's running. Yeah. So I splash some more water on my face. I stand up and roughly to... dust myself off a little bit and just stand there. Okay. Well, you can hear motion outside the room now. They are actually leaving the grand tent, uh, and you're expected to also. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go over there. Okay. Fine. I do the same. You make your way outside, back into the blazing sun, and the sun has climbed quite a bit. It's about 11, 11.30, and so the sun is approaching its zenith. And then after you can see this black robed figure moving up and down the lines, telling people here and there to snap it up or uh, to... uh, (laughs) Posture, <laughs> that's right. Snap it up <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, and even he rebukes a few of the slaves for being out of position. And you can see the people are running. There's a line forming both sides of the road, all the way from the main gate up to the entrance to the grand tent. And it's apparently staff and soldiers and so forth forming the interior. And then as they go back, there's the slaves, and behind them is another row of guards. Are these slaves all uh, Shem and Sakashas, or are there you, some humans? You do see some humans mixed in, and they are all pretty well regimented, as in all the Shams are together in a block, all the Sakashas are together in a block, and then some humans, again, okay. like you were led to believe, a small block. Where's, where's Nettleford Perkins? He's positioned himself as close to the door to the grand tent as possible. Okay, I'm I'm gonna stand sort of right behind him. Like I don't want him to know I'm there, but if he turns around and looks, he'll see us there. Okay, so you're positioned just over, just off his left shoulder. I'm next to him, directly behind you. Tira, are you gonna position yourself anywhere in particular? I just I don't want to be bumped up against that dude. If I do, I'm gonna cut his leg off. <laughs> Another 30 minutes passes, and you're starting to wonder, why are we even out here? Sweat is just rolling down your back. You can feel it. It's as uncomfortable as possible. When from the desert, you hear a silvery trumpet call. Already, the sand is shimmering in the heat of the day. And as you strain your eyes, it looks like the sand has been replaced with water to the south. Then, as if by magic, you see figures pop into sight dark shapes that seem to float on the illusory water's surface. As the shapes become distinct, you see a band of horse-mounted soldiers, this must be the advance guard. After a few seconds, emerging from behind them in the mirage's shimmer, comes a series of riders that form a hollow square. Each rider holds a spear attached to a huge piece of square cloth, 
that stretches over a series of camels with howdahs on their back, enclosed boxes. The illustrious Surdan and his family have arrived. And with that, we are going to end this episode. Let's talk about XP. We've explored two different tents, three different tents. <laughs> and there's 20 discs. So it's still like only one point <laughs> showing up. <laughs> I'm going to give you two experience points, exploration points, for uncovering more of the city. So you've been inside the Great Tent, you've been inside the Inn, you've been inside the Moragad Embassy? Uh, yeah, no kidding. That's yeah, that's, that's kind, kind of the feeling of it. Embassy. Yeah, it's not an embassy, but it is. All right, uh, so yeah, you've done some exploration. You've done a little familiarization with the area, and that's good. You also have a little more knowledge of the, how the city runs with the slave labor and getting to know a bit about the, uh, the figures that are moving around here. So take another three experience points for that. And you've met Mr. Nettleford Perkins. Yeah. And for that, I'm going to give you two. He is a person of influence. Whether you like him or not is something else entirely. But you've, right. you've socially interacted, not civilly, but socially interacted with him. And that's worth some experience. So let's talk Norse battle here. For Womberbash's efforts in the inn. The information gathering you were doing, yeah. uh, being subtle, which is a new facet, I think, for Womper Bash. Mm-hmm. It's because I've grown in mind. That's right. That's right. Your mind is larger. <laughs> His head's bulging a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I have a forehead. <laughs> I look like I discovered fire. <laughs> <laughs> I look over Womper Bash. Your head looks big. <laughs> Why don't you take two for that? I also appreciated you acting as the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Tira, trying to keep her a little restrained. Well, I was over here going. He peace, was piecing peace. me out. Yeah, and definitely. So, why don't both of you take two for that? And Tira, for your role playing. Yes, I was about to nominate her for that. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take five? What? Yes. What? Just the the hatred. I mean, <laughs> the <laughs> hatred of slavery. <laughs> you not liking this city because of the way the people are acting in it. Mm-hmm. Your immediate distaste for. Mr. Nettleford Perkins. <laughs> I got no use for that guy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's worth five experience. Okay. Thank Anything you. else? Not really, no. Not really, no. Um, let's see. <laughs> I don't want to be, like, a self-advocating well, uh, jerk. But, um, so instead of fighting, um, I sort of was like, hey, why don't we go in and sp- as spies as that's opposed true. to... You know, taking up arms against a city we knew nothing about. I mean, I was sort of truthful. And at the same time, because there's always two sides to a story. We've mm-hmm. only heard the, the scorpion side. Yeah. Maybe there's something else. And so I'm not really sure who to, who to believe. You don't know anything about this city? I'll, be, we're I'll just take one to... point if at all possible. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 100. <laughs> so you're not disappointed. Good. I really like this one. I like the interaction that you had with each other. I mm-hmm. like the interaction you had with the NPCs, even though you didn't like the NPCs. So oh, it's even more fun that way. Yeah, I I really like how you brought it to life a little bit. So that's good. And let's have your recap. All right. So Tira is now twenty five points into level four. 
Wombrebash is now 42 points into level 4. What? Womber, uh, sorry. Peter <laughs> is now 24 experience points into level 4. How is that even possible? <laughs> I had 29 before we started. Crazy. So. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. He's been, he's been uh, a good way ahead of us for a yeah, couple of yeah. few didn't, weeks now. Didn't think it was quite that bad, though. No, sorry. It's cute. Well, again, we thank you for joining us on this adventure. Hope you're enjoying getting to know a new corner of the world. And even though not everything is tasteful here, it's been a lot of fun to see it come to life and see how the characters are reacting to it. So we look forward to telling our story with you again next time here at Stack of Dice. Yeah, Battle Bards is a great deal. Just check them out. They've got a Prime account that gives you discounts on everything you buy that you get access to. Let me start over. I just don't want it to sound boring and dull all the time. You rather have it sound awkward and yes. ill-rehearsed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you cut all these things and just put them together, it's going to be like, and so the, the other day at battlebards.com. <laughs> It's like, what in the world happened to that? We're just continuing their goal. (laughs) Battlebards.com.